0: life and now for our speaker we'll leave in a high-flying job in consulting and after graduating from Harvard University there was a woman by the name of Angela Duckworth and she took a job teaching math to seventh graders in New York City public schools and while teaching Angela observed within her classroom that the smarter kids of the classes They were struggling with their grades, and that the less intelligent students were were actually sitting at the top of the class. And Andrew quickly realized that IQ wasn't the only thing separating successful students from those who struggled, there was something more. In 2016, now with a PhD in psychology and serving as a professor at the University of Pennsylvania, and after researching and studying and interviewing students, military servicemen, business people, and sports stars, Angela realized that there was a unique characteristic causing success for those who were thriving in life, those who were graduating and graduating at the top of their class and those who are accomplishing their goals. And this is where Angela Duckworth coined the term, grit. Grit. Well, what is grit? Grit is passion. Grit is perseverance for long-term goals. Grit is having stamina. Grit is sticking with your future day in and day out. Not just for the week, not just for the month, but for years and working really hard to make that future a reality. Grit is staying dedicated, keeping your passion, and staying faithful until the goal is accomplished. Grit is determination. Life is hard, but resilience is key in order to stay determined and focused through the worst of times. Well, you won't find the word grit in a credible English translation of the Bible, But it's there nonetheless. The the Bible's terms for grit are steadfastness and endurance. Steadfastness is determination to remain at your post no matter what comes your way. Endurance is the determination to move toward your desired goal despite external challenges and internal weariness. But this biblical grit it differs from worldly grit the bootstrap variety of grit, and it differs in a major way. Biblical steadfastness and endurance, it has at its core a faith that rests on the promises of God and therefore is full of hope. Romans 15, 13, it reminds us that the God of hope will fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. True godly grit is able to strive hard and stand fast because it's empowered by God's grace. That's why Paul, while in prison, he could say things like, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is within me. And Jesus, Jesus, the man who had to endure such imaginable sorrows, who in the garden, facing a horror that only God could experience, said to his father, not what I will, but what you will. And he moved with relentless determination to the cross. Never has more grit for the sake of love ever been seen. But during this Christmas season, as we sing silent night in a way in a manger, and hark the herald angels sing in joy to the world, The last thing you were probably expecting to hear on this Advent Sunday is about grit. (laughs) But let me assure you, the Christmas story and Christ coming to earth would not be possible without faithful humans who had this indescribable determination. The Bible is filled with gritty examples. Let's start with Mary. Mary was told that the Prince of Peace was on his way, which required quite a bit from her to to pull off. Her magnificent response, in fact, makes it clear that she had the determination to accomplish the goal of bringing the Savior of all humanity into the world. When asked if she'd join in what God was doing, she said in Luke, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you've said about me come true. Determination was a reality for Mary, action to move God's plan forward. In Joseph, Joseph also had a tall order to fill in the birth of Jesus. While not nearly as physically demanding as Mary's role, his call was extremely emotionally challenging. At times, he surely must have felt humiliated. Yet he also understood that the Savior that was coming, it was not only for him, but it was for the world. And after hearing the angel give the crazy pitch in a dream, it says in Matthew that he did as the angel of the Lord commanded, and he took Mary as his wife. He did not run away and divorce Mary, and he helped Mary find a place to birth the Savior. And Joseph named him Jesus. Determination was a reality for Joseph, action to move God's plan forward. And then there were the shepherds. The shepherds heard the unexpected news that night from the angelic choir and a bright star. And to see Jesus for themselves required some effort on their parts. They probably first thought, if we're going to go see the Savior, what are we going to do with all of these sheep? It was not easy for them to get there. But after their visit, it says in Luke that the shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. And in order for anybody else to have any clue about Christ's birth, it required somebody to share the news with them. And that's what the shepherds did. Determination was a reality for the shepherds. Action to move God's plan forward. And lastly in the Christmas story were the wise men. (laughs) After Jesus was born, the wise men from the east, they visited Bethlehem. And once again, in order for them to experience Jesus' birth, they had to do something to embrace it at great expense in their case. They knew that they needed to be wise in how they moved the message of Christmas and Christ's birth forward. And after their visit, it says in Matthew, that they returned to their own country by another route. For God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. But going another route required risk on their part. Determination was a reality for the wise men, action to move God's plan forward despite the fear and circumstances and there's so many other examples of this determination in Scripture there's Noah building a huge ship over decades as he waited for the fulfillment of God's promise Abraham and Sarah living like strangers in the land of promise and waiting a quarter century into old age as they waited for the fulfillment of God's child Moses leading the reluctant Israelites in the wilderness for 40 years as he waited for the fulfillment of God's promise Paul getting stoned, sitting in prison for the sake of his faith and for the sake of the gospel, while doing the work God had called him to do. In these examples, these are not short-term realities or seasonal realities. These examples required long-term faithfulness to accomplish the will of God. And I'd like to propose something to you this morning. What if, what if, what if the purpose of our celebrations at Christmas time is to restore in us the strength we need to accomplish the will of God all year round? Let me assure you that the season of Christmas is not temporary, it's not a, just a feel good, memory making vacation for the month of December season. I don't know about you, but I, I'm ready for a vacation. <laughs> But my prayer is that this season for you is life-giving. Holy Spirit, filling until you overflow with the presence of the Savior. And may the reality of this season help you persevere through the year-long pains, joys, hardships, chaos, the hills and the valleys of living in this world. Life is hard. Harder than we ever expected. And while Jesus told us it would be hard, Jesus says in John 16, that in this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Our gritty examples found in scripture, all found it harder than they expected. So we're in good company. Like the Bible says, we have need of Grit. Scripture says, for you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. The reason we have need of grit is that there is a promise to receive. Jesus has made us a promise of eternal life. And that life will no longer be subject to futility, no longer be lived in a world ruled by the evil one, no longer be characterized by adversity. It says, for death shall be no more. Neither shall be there... Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things will have passed away. And we will see our Savior face to face. We shall be like him, and we will always be with the Lord. This is why Paul said, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. And it's why James told us to count all our trials as joys. We are saved by grace through faith. And the gift of faith, it becomes gritty faith through struggling against adversity. Therefore, adversity produces endurance. And the one who endures to the end will be saved. So as you fight through the adversity of today... Know that ultimately you're receiving from him the gritty gift of endurance. And by your endurance, you will gain eternal life. Christians who want to win the race of life need spiritual determination. They need to run hard. And as read for us earlier, the writer of Hebrews urges us to run with endurance the race God has set before us. We have a great purpose And our purpose is to fear God and to keep his commandments. Our purpose is to spread the gospel to the world. And we need to acknowledge our human limitations. And we need to rely on God's abundant provision and the power of the Holy Spirit. So my question to you is, do you have grit in your life? (laughs) Or when you think of determination, In Scripture, your mind probably goes to David taking out Goliath. Or maybe Daniel in the lion's den. Or Joshua winning the battles. Or Jonah surviving in a whale. But this morning, I want to introduce you to someone who may have had the most grit ever recorded in Scripture. And her name is Anna. On the day that Joseph and Mary entered the temple with the infant Jesus... There were two faithful saints of God on the same day who paid particular attention to Jesus' arrival. These two knew for sure that the wait for the Messiah was over. That he was there in person staring at them in their face. And we heard last week from Major Al Newsom that one of these saints was Simeon, who through divine revelation was promised he would see the Messiah before he departed earth. But then there was Anna, Anna the prophetess, who was one of the most faithful remnant in Israel, who was waiting for the advent of the Messiah. It says in verse 38 in Luke chapter 2 that she gave thanks unto the Lord for the Christ child. She knew it was Christ as soon as he arrived to the temple that day. And we're told also that Anna was a widow, and that she was married for only seven years when her husband died. Anna was the daughter of Penuel, of the tribe of Asher, which indicates she is from Galilee. And being of the tribe of Asher and living in Jerusalem, it shows that the so-called lost tribes of Israel, were maybe they weren't so lost after all. Asher was one of the ten northern tribes, And representatives of that tribe still existed in Israel in the New Testament times. And the mention of Anna's lineage indicates that she came from a family of some distinction. But the most remarkable characteristic of Anna was her spiritual grit. We're told in verse 37, That she was in the temple courtyards day and night, worshiping God through fasting and prayer, longing for the promised Messiah. She fasted and prayed day and night for 84 years. How's your prayer life? (laughs) I think her determination puts us all to shame. But Anna loved the house of God. She was a woman of great self-denial. She had known sorrow through the death of her husband. And though she lost her husband, she had not grown bitter. She was at least 84 years old and never ceased to lose hope. In fact, how the scripture reads, she may have even been a widow for 84 years. The text isn't that clear, but if she had been a widow for 84 years, then she would have likely been more than 100 years old. Anna was faithful in interceding for others. Her great age did not deter her from serving the Lord. In fact, verse 38 in Luke 2 indicates that she was an evangelist in the sense that she spoke of the Christ child to all who were looking for redemption. She told all who would listen that the Messiah had come. They didn't need to look any further. He was here. The wait was over. And she conveyed this news wherever and however she could. All of us should learn some lessons from this pious older woman, Anna, with her grit and determination. And the first lesson observed through this passage is that God has a faithful, believing people even in the darkest of times. The gates of hell will never completely prevail against the church. The church the church had Lot in Sodom, an Obadiah in Ahab's ho- household, a Daniel in Babylon, a Jeremiah in Zedekiah's court, and a Simeon and an Anna in Jerusalem. And guess what? He has you and me here in Gwinnett County. The true church may be scattered in divided flock, but it will never die. secondly, Anna is an example of how a believer can be delivered from the fear of death. As with Simeon, once she saw the Messiah, she was ready to be released from the limitations of her physical body and allowed to go to her eternal home in heaven. She proved her faithfulness. She was looking forward to the time when she would be absent from the body and present with the Lord. So let us all look forward to heaven with excitement and not live in fear. Thirdly, Anna was very old. (laughs) In verse 36, it says that she was of great age. And there's work to do for the sake of the Lord, even those who are far along in years. Your experience, your vision, your faithfulness as an aged believer is proof of a life of determined faith. And as for us younger folk... We have a long road uh, ahead of us to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Are we ready and filled up? Do we have the spiritual grit to do the work? Anna spent her time in prayer, in praise, and in proclaiming truth about the Messiah. What a blessed way to spend decades of her life. And I guarantee you she was filled with joy each and every day. Spending time with the Savior day in and day out, what can be any better than that? I think we can all agree there there are tremendous needs all around us that call for ongoing prayer and fasting. Anna was a perfect example of this determined faith. And lastly, Anna was waiting in hope for the coming Messiah. So a similar hope is beating in many hearts today, many of us in this room. And as the darkness around us deepens, and the moral and spiritual decay becomes more pronounced. God's people are looking for another prophetic fulfillment: the advent of Jesus and His second coming. When He returns in great power and great glory, are you ready for Christ to come again? Are you showing Christ in your life in preparation for his second coming? Let's be like Elijah. Let's be like John the Baptist. Let's be like Anna and let us prepare the way for the Lord. And I must speak some uncomfortable truth. (laughs) But you know that you and I, we're going to have to stand before the Lord when we depart this earth. We don't have an option for that. What is the Lord going to say to you? The reality of eternity it's already at our doorsteps we don't know the day or the time so if you have not experienced Christ's salvation I pray that today is the day the day that you lay down your life and that you surrender it all to him let him save you from your sins let him heal you from the pain you're holding on to Let Him give you freedom from your fears and anxieties. Let Him fill you with an everlasting joy. And for those of you who already know this salvation, many of us here, how's your soul? How's your soul? What do you need to do today to get back in tune with the Lord? To get refreshed? to get re-energized, filled up with the power of the Holy Spirit. But you might be thinking, Jeremy, Jeremy, I'm not Mary. I'm not Joseph. I'm not the wise man. I'm not Anna. They had the angel of the Lord speak directly to them. Well, let me tell you something. You have access to the same God they have. The same Holy Spirit that they have in the same scriptures and even more than they had. But it's gonna take some spiritual grit day in and day out to be faithful to what God has called you to do. Having spiritual grit, (laughs) it's what keeps some people tightly focused on and abiding in Jesus. Following him no matter how difficult the path. It's a rare powerful and a transformative characteristic. And it's exactly what Jesus is looking to build in you. Words can't express what you've done for us. Lord coming into this earth as a human being to live this life like we live it. To feel and sense the temptations, the pain, the hurt, the heartache. But Lord, we say thank you. We say thank you because, Lord, ultimately that took you to the cross to die for our sins, Lord, and we say thank you. And Father, we sense the hurt each and every day, the chaos around us, Lord, the the unknowns around us, Lord, the pain. But Father, I pray right now that you will re-energize us, you'll refocus us, that you'll fill us with your Holy Spirit so that we can sense your joy and live each and every day out of the overflow of the joy that you've given to us. Lord, the reality, the reality of our assurance in heaven, Lord, we thank you. And Father, you've called us to share this good news to share this good news with everyone. Help us live it out every single day with how we live, with the intentions of our hearts. And Father God, when we leave this place, I pray that your presence will go with us out into this dark world. Help us be a light Help us be a light, Lord, that that attracts people to know who you are. And help us share the good news of this Christmas season with everyone. But, Father, right now in this moment, fill us up. (laughs) Fill us up with your joy. And, Lord, we just thank you for your presence here with us. Lord, continue to watch over us. Protect us. Help us draw closer to you each and every day. We pray this in your holy and matchless name. Amen. Thank you for listening to Refresh. Be sure to hit subscribe and like us on Facebook and YouTube to never miss an episode. If you liked what you heard, be sure to share it with your friends and family. We pray that you will be refreshed and ready to take on your week. See you next time. God bless.